Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. got doc holiday's rock splitting politics that's the sound of rock splitting you just heard it and now uh, we got another week of this it's july it's hot in mississippi it's hot across the united states and so many places so uh, the rocks are splitting harder and one of the rocks that split last week was when a jury found steve bannon the former uh, white house uh advisor uh, guilty of uh, contempt of congress because uh, he wouldn't play by their rules uh, of, of uh, testifying i think he said he would testify live <laughs> and uh and where they wouldn't be able to, to take snip snips of uh, his conversation anyway the j6 committee uh, put him up for contempt of Congress, and a jury found him guilty. We're going to talk about that in today's show, and we got some good clips. We got what uh, Steve Bannon had to say, and he had praise for the jury. He even praised the judge. There's some people he didn't praise. He's, he he called them. Well, you gotta you gotta wait and listen <laughs> for the day's show to know what Steve Bannon called uh, some people he was disappointed by. So you'll have to hear that. We'll, we'll play that quote later of a uh, uh, little press conference they had after he was found guilty by a jury there in Washington, D.C. Before we get to that, uh, I thought I would bring you, it's very serious now because we got the president of the United States, Joe Biden, has got COVID. And the White House has said he's got COVID. Now, uh, they said he's got he, you know, it's not affecting is what they said. I mean, how <laughs> how would you know it's affecting his, you know, his intellect? I don't know. But I will say, <laughs> uh, look what, I mean, in all honesty, let's pray for our president. We want good health in all our officials. Uh, we wish we could get better health for Joe Biden. Um, but this is what I need to play for you. If something were to happen to Joe Biden or if uh, Hunter Biden is a, a true business financial things come out and Joe Biden found out, we find out he was lying, that Joe Biden did know what was going on with Hunter Biden, would that be grounds for impeachment? Well, it'd be a lot stronger grounds than what the House did to Donald Trump. But listen, uh, we, we if something were to happen to Joe Biden, if he was not president, and who would go up? It would be Kamala Harris. So I thought before we get into this business about Steve Bannon, let me play you a clip of what could be our future president if something were to happen to Joe Biden. And this should give you a lot of confidence, a whole lot of confidence. Listen to one of the many word salads that we are 
uh, custom to hear from Kamala Harris. <laughs> I mean, I, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> I mean, what kind of brain says these words? But go ahead. Here she is, your vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, with one of the best word salads. <laughs> I mean, there's no dressing on it. It's just raw. Here it is. So when I think about what we need to do to address mayor, um, what ultimately does so often fall on the shoulders of our mayors to address on a community level, um, we need to take action at the federal level. Hey, uh, Ms. Vice President, I didn't quite understand that. Could you please say that one more time? So when I think about what we need to do to address mayor, um, what ultimately does so often fall on the shoulders of our mayors to address on a community level, um, we need to take action at the federal level. Well, I think we do know that uh, I think uh, smoking marijuana is legal in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Evidently, <laughs> she's on something. <laughs> I mean, uh, how, do you, how do you get up on stage and, and keep making word salads like that? Uh, and you have staff that's leaving, speech writers leaving. Of course, speech writers are leaving because she's evidently not reading what she's writing <laughs> or what whoever the speech writer is. I mean, she can make the word salads that just say what's between uh, those ears. I mean, how, how do you how do you make word salads like that? And how do you get to be vice president of the United States? Oh, yeah, through the Democratic Party. That's right. You were nominated and, and, and praised by the Democratic Party. Okay. All right. Now, now, do you have any doubt on what party you should be voting for in the midterm elections? Who should you get out and help? Who should you get out and help? Because right now the Democrats have control of the House and the Senate. And you see, we got Joe Biden, who even the Democrats and even the mainstream media is questioning his health, questioning, uh, is he too old for the job? These things were all brought up by the conservatives and Republicans before the election in 2020. Nobody would touch it. Nobody would touch Hunter Biden. Everybody said the Hunter Biden uh, laptop was nothing but Russian disinformation. I say everybody, I mean a lot of the intelligence community, over 60 of them came out and said, this is Russian disinformation. Uh, have have they paid a price for such a lie? I mean, the New York Times has come out. Oh, yeah, it looks like the laptop is real. The story's real. Washington Post trying to cover themselves. And yet, you know, the people who, in the intelligence services and retired intelligence service members, uh, they, um, well, <laughs> maybe they'll do a word salad that we can't understand like our vice president. But <laughs> we we got to get to today's show. All right, let's talk about Steve Bannon. He's found guilty for contempt of Congress last week. And just exactly what does that mean? Well, um, let's just talk about it some. As you know, the January 6th committee which is not really an official committee because the Republicans were not allowed to have anybody on that committee that they picked. It, they were There's two Republicans, Liz Cheney uh, from uh, Wyoming and uh, Congressman uh, Kinzinger from uh, Illinois, I believe. But 
we, we have to understand that, again, some people say Republican, the name only, not real Republicans. I, I'm just saying what they're doing on committee is they're not giving any cross-examination. They're fully under Pelosi's control. And they can say they love America all they want to. And they can say the Republicans are missing a boat on this all they want to. And they've committed to uh, probably lose an election, or I don't believe Ken Kinsinger is even running again. But what they're doing is not providing any cross-examination. They're not, they're not providing any. Uh, let's, let's look at this from another direction. They're not giving any of that. And, it's, and the fact that the J6 committee, uh, they, they hired an ex-ABC uh, 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 propagandist, basically. You know, how, how can we groom this to give the propaganda we want? When there's no cross-examination, you got nothing but propaganda. But that's the committee that wanted Steve Bannon to uh, come before it, and, and uh, he refused because of uh, executive orders uh, and they called him executive privilege so that gets some of the reasoning i tell you what let's just go ahead the jury found uh, found steve bannon guilty of, of not uh, coming in front of congress it found him guilty of contempt of congress and this is let's go let me play this It'll be just a few minutes about three four minutes here steve bannon and, and basically uh his lawyer right after the jury verdict last week. Thank you. I want to thank, start by thanking the jury. We respect their decision today. I really want to thank those hardworking citizens of Washington, D.C. that uh, had to take an entire week off to go through this. So their thanks. We respect their decision. We may have lost a but we're not going to lose this war, okay? David Schoen's going to talk here in a second about exactly what, for what the jury heard, they came to their conclusion, right, about what was put on in the, in, in the David Schoen is going to talk to you about our appeals process. But listen, in the closing, the prosecutor missed one very important phrase, right? I stand with Trump and the Constitution, and I will never back off that, ever. This didn't seem like David. the misdemeanor from hell, Mr. Bannon. What happened? I thought it was pretty yeah. good hell. This is round one. That's yeah. what happened. Uh, Stay tuned. This is a bulletproof appeal. Uh, I, have you ever in another case seen a judge six times say in the case that he thinks the standard... Uh, for willfulness is wrong. He said it doesn't comport with modern jurisprudence. He said it doesn't comport with the standard, tradi uh, the traditional definition. Uh, but he said he feels his hands were bound by, the uh, by a 1961 decision. You will see this case reversed on appeal. You will see all of these resources, three federal prosecutors, four FBI agents for misdemeanor, being wasted. Um, you cannot find another crime in which uh, misdemeanor or felony in which a person is convicted without believing or knowing or having reason to believe he or she did anything wrong. That's the standard that was applied in this case. The government said from the start the standard they were urging on the court was, was Bannon subpoenaed and did Bannon show up? Doesn't matter his reasons. They won the case, maybe in closing today. They lost their appeal in closing today. The overreaching by the government in this case has been extraordinary on every level. But shame on this office of the United States Attorney's Office and the Department of Justice for how far it is. They put forward an argument today that completely tears asunder constitutional principle of separation of powers. They argued to the jury today that when a person gets a subpoena 
and executive privilege is invoked, it's for Congress to decide whether the executive privilege is valid and how broad it is. That's absolutely false. The courts, if there's a question whether the question is judiciable in court, but if it is, only the courts can be the arbiter. They liken today Congress to a referee on a playground field with uh, children and that Mr. Bannon didn't want to listen to the referee. That's not how our constitutional structure works. Whether one believes executive privilege was properly invoked here, was valid, how broad it was, etc., when a former president or a current president invokes executive privilege, it's presumptively valid, period. It's not for Congress to decide that it's not valid. Secondly, from the willfulness standard that the judge um, felt compelled to apply in this case, and which he said he's inclined to think is wrong, uh, again, all they had to prove was that he didn't show up. That can't be the standard in a case, especially in a case that holds the potential for a jail sentence. So think about it. Any citizen gets a subpoena from Congress, hires an experienced lawyer, the lawyer tells that citizen, you may not comply. Not we ought to think about it. Former president invoked executive privilege, you may not comply. Again, you can debate whether he could have complied in part or in full. He listened to his lawyer. It's not an intuitive process. His lawyer directed him he may not apply. The Justice Department decisions, as we've said in the past, their official position has been in the past that former and current executive branch employees, when they're served with a subpoena and executive privileges invoked, cannot be compelled to uh, appear, and in any event that this statute cannot be applied against them. There are issues for appeal in this case that are astounding. By, by the way, by the way, by the way, the only, hang, hang on. I want to thank the jury for the, what the effort they did, the judge, particularly the court administration here, everybody. I only have one disappointment, and that is the gutless members of that show trial committee, the J6 committee, didn't have the guts to come down here and testify in open that court. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's so good, Steve Bannon. I think we need to let our listeners hear that one more time. Yeah, this is what Steve Bannon had to say to the uh, January 6th, uh, he didn't call it a committee, did he? But let's hear it one more time. Go ahead, Steve. I want to thank the jury for the, what the effort they did, the judge, particularly the court administration yeah. here, everybody. I only have one disappointment, and that is the gutless members of that show trial committee, the J6 committee, didn't have the guts to come down here and testify in open that court. Thank you very much. Well, Steve Bannon was fired up about the gutless wonders. We find he he thinks the J6 committee is, and pretty gutless. Uh, if you're going to put somebody on the, uh, in court and and have them for a jury, you'd think somebody from the J6 committee would come down and and testify. But no, <laughs> uh, they you heard Steve Bannon call him a gutless wonder. Now, but that gets us to. What does this mean now? We're going to talk about it on the second half of the show. Let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. Glad to have each and every one of you. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. We're talking about Steve Bannon being found guilty for a contempt of Congress last week by a jury of his peers in Washington, D.C. And so we got to look at uh, what does that mean? And we're going to do that in just a minute. But let me remind you that... We have a book called Bedrock Truth. What better time does America need Bedrock Truth than right now? So you can get that book by going to www.docholiday.org. 
In order to book, it's called Bedrock Troops. It's written by me, Dr. Alveda King, and Dr. Alex McFarland. We'd love to get that book out to you if you want to order that or you already have one. We'll get one for your friend. Just uh, uh, get on there and order it. We'd love to get it out to you. Listen, <laughs> this is election year. We've told you that. Very important for people to listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Very important for you to know what's going on in the election. We'll put out some things here you won't hear other places. Uh, how many How many have been hearing about Steve Bannon being found guilty and why? So uh, that's out there. It's being covered some, but I want you to see it. And that's what we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But that's why at Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, we're trying to find some stories. Very important that a lot of people just don't see because people aren't carrying them. Now, listen, <laughs> as I talked about the race for uh, the con- Congress, one of them is Liz Cheney. She's in the primary fight, and, of course, she's the incumbent, and usually incumbent has uh, more and more. It, it's just powerful. It's hard to beat an incumbent, especially in their own in, in their own party in the primary. There's so much power in uh, being an incumbent. But Liz Cheney's in trouble, and she's saying, you know, she loves America, but how much you love America if you don't even believe in cross-examination? If you're on one-sided witch hunt, basically, against Donald J. Trump and to to spend so much money and time and effort, and is it really moving the needle? Everybody hates Donald Trump, probably hates him worse now. Uh, We had, uh, that's one of the things, if you remember back, one of the people who was uh, questioning the election and the computer systems was the former CEO of Overstock.com, who had stepped down from that position. But uh, he met at the White House, uh, Patrick Byrne. Maybe, maybe we can play that for you sometime in the next few weeks. But he he was just saying so much that the J6 committee, what they're presenting is pieces and cuts, and he's supposed to go before them. But he was just saying people needed to respect the president for not even using all the powers he had and even stepping back from the whole situation. So uh, interesting, interesting times we're living in. And uh, the Trump derangement syndrome is growing and it's infected more and more people. Uh, so we'll, we'll just continue to follow the story. And that's why we want you to listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. That's part of the story as we move into the, the midterm elections. You, you remember the midterm elections four years ago and Donald Trump's president, it was it was night after night, day after day, 24 hours a day about the Russian hoax. But they didn't call it the hoax. They called it treason, that Trump was treasonous. And, and, and here we are in this midterm election. They want to make it all about Trump and the J6 committee, and they have it going on prime time. They got everybody staying up at night so we can do this on prime time. So, <laughs> you know, who's watching it? The only people watching it are the people who already hate Trump. Oh, me. Um, listen, it's important to know what's going on, and then we're going to try to bring you stories and about that. So now let's talk about Steve Bannon. What does it mean? The jury found him guilty. So what does that mean? Well, let's uh, look at, uh, there's a person who predicted Mike Davis of the Article 3 project. (laughs) He weighed in on the Steve Bannon case 
before the jury came out with his verdict, before they announced it. And, and Mike Davis said uh, he predicted that the ruling would come out on last Friday and that Bannon would be found guilty. This is what he said. Quote, this is uh, Mike Davis talking about Steve Bannon. He said, quote, I expect the jury to find Bannon guilty because he was not able to put up a defense. This is going to D.C. Circuit, which is stacked by Obama liberals, and so it'll have to be resolved by the Supreme Court to correct this egregious error that affects every president going forward. Very important, like I said, uh, unquote, I should say, unquote, affects every president going forward, unquote. Now I'll say that's the importance of this. Is there executive privilege? Will conversations with someone in the president where they think Congress is always going to come back and ask me what was said? And can you give a president full information from your heart how you really believe if you think uh, 435 people from Congress are going to read every word you say, who would you might make mad when we're talking about national defense? You're talking about uh, life and death in some cases, sending soldiers or troops in. What are you talking about? Can you give the president your full devotion and your full, in you know, of what you know, your knowledge? Are you afraid you got to hold back because somebody else is going to hear this? So that this is the importance we're talking about. It's not just Steve Bannon. It's who gets to speak to the president of the United States and how much can you tell him or her someday? But that. Um, that's the thing. Now, one of the things we found out in the court case, <laughs> the court would not allow Steve Bannon's team to confront his accusers or put up a defense. Is this the new America? You know, if you're a Democrat or a socialist, you get full American rights. But if you're a Republican, you have no rights. Is that what we're coming to? Um, but as like Davis predicted, he said, uh, it's going to end up at the Supreme Court. And, and he said Americans deserve a fair trial and the right to question their accusers. You know, if you if you get being accused, you should have the right to question them. Now you understand when I played that clip at the very end uh, after Drew, that's why, <laughs> that's what Steve Bannon called the J6 committees gutless. He, they are gutless because they would not, they... Uh, put him on trial and they would not be they wouldn't stand up to question uh, they're accusing Steve Bannon and and yet they wouldn't stand up in court and that's why he called him gutless and uh, it, you know basically this is what Mike uh, I believe Davis was saying the Democrats don't like that but it's the law in the United States and it has been that way since our country's founding we have cross-examination. You have a right to defend yourself. You have a right to uh, be put before your accusers. And this is what uh, Grace Chong, I believe, uh, said. I think the judge knows he screwed up royal royally by not allowing Bannon to put forward this evidence that Trump exerted executive privilege. I think where the judge may have gotten confused is whether there is a valid claim of executive privilege as a matter of law versus a matter of fact. So that, that's getting some legal 
reasoning, legal talk, and that's beyond what Doc Holliday knows. I'm not going just as you heard Steve Bannon's attorney explaining the different reasons why it will go to Supreme Court, it will be appealed. I, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I can't discern all of that, but I want you to hear that. Hear about what Steve Bannon's saying and the reason why do Democrats seem to get off uh, socialists when they do. Just remember it was Colbert, <laughs> uh, the Colbert show. And, and I don't ever watch it because it's, it's not funny. But if uh, but he had people from his show, they they got into the Capitol by underhanded means, and and they were uh, caught. And yet they <laughs> they were let go. I mean, no charges brought up against them because they're Democrats, because they're socialists, uh, because they're comedians. They were on Capitol grounds inside the Capitol without any permission. They broke a law. And they were picked up. But the Department of Justice has not... Uh, that they've dropped off charges. But what happens on January 6th if somebody walked into the Capitol? Well, some of them are facing 20 years in jail and more for walking in. And, and, and the door is open for some of them. By, by, the, by the security at the Capitol, he opened the door and said, come on in. So, but, in, in, you know, I... I, I it, it looks like we have a two-tier justice system. If you're a Republican or support conservative causes, you're going to have the book thrown at you. If you're a socialist, I mean, my goodness, the other day, just like, you see that last week, we're New York a candidate for governor, uh, Lee Zeldin. <laughs> As a crazed guy got on stage and had a, a sharp object and went to kill, to assassinate Lee Zeldin. And thank goodness some people on stage recognized this was not part of anybody's team. And and they uh, Zeldin avoided him at first, and then somebody tackled the attacker, and they got arrested. <laughs> Guess what? He's in New York. They arrested a guy for attempted assassination of a governor, candidate for governor of New York, and he gets out. He, they let him go. They did not keep him. They did not watch him. They did not say, don't do this again. They let him go. And then we find out the governor, who, of course, the Democratic governor now, she was announcing uh, Lee Zeldin's schedule and told people to go and mock him. When I say mock him, they said she just encouraged people to go to his rallies and mess him up. Well, somebody heard that, and they tried to kill him. They tried to assassinate Lee Zeldin. And uh, hopefully the governor of New York will stop giving out her opponent's uh, schedule. I mean, that, that should be a, that she should have never done it to begin with. But I don't think the press is picking up much on that. But you heard it here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. But it goes back to what we're talking about. Do we have a two-tiered justice system? Lady Justice 
is wearing glasses now. She's not blind. There's not any blindfold over what we always call Lady Justice, where everybody be treated fairly and equally. We're not seeing that now. I mean, just by that, if if that's true, then the people who broke into the Capitol under Cabrera, the, the Cabrera show, then they should be going to jail. If if January sixth, people walked into the Capitol, did nothing, just walked in. Yes, I mean it wasn't smart. Uh, should they pay a price? Yes, if you're gonna say it, make them pay a price. But make the Colbert people pay pay the same price. You can't do one thing for conservatives and another set of justice for uh, for uh, you know the socialists, the Democrats. We gotta have a system of fair, a <laughs> fair. Uh, justice system and it's not looking that way so man let's just sum up we're going to follow what steve bannon does we'll see if this will go to the supreme court we also say if this justice system where the socialists and democrats are favored it seems to be i don't know how to stop that all i know is we got to get some republicans elected right now they can't they can't even talk about that they can't even investigate it because the Democrats in control of all the committees because they have the House, the Senate, and the presidency. So even if you're not a Republican, even if you're not conservative, that should, it should bother you. There's a lot of independents and a lot of Democrats who need to get out and vote for Republican candidates this fall because we are in a, we are in a situation where it's going to cause some big problems if, if we can't have the truth come out if people are suppressing the truth and 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 some people are being punished horrendously while another group does the same thing and gets off scot-free with not even paying a fine not doing anything then how long can that exist in a country how long well uh that's that's why i have elections let's hope we can have a free and fair election and get out there and give your energy to some candidate that deserves your energy. We need more conservatives, more Republicans, more. We, we need to send Joe Biden a big message that he is on the wrong track. And America knows that. Most Americans say we're on the wrong track. So be now, get out there now and get involved and make sure Joe Biden hears with a loud sonic boom how the American citizens feel about his presidency. We have to wait to November, but don't wait to then. Get out and get involved now in the election process so there will be a big sonic boom that will even rattle, uh, <laughs> rattle uh, Kamala Harris's uh, mind to get more than a word salad. She may even get upset if there's no power in Congress for the Democrats. That might... Uh, Pop her balloon. Who knows? Hey, you've been listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We'll see you next week. God bless. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next week.